98.5 Smyrna and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and all of Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report, sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon. Welcome to all sports talk. Everybody's having a great day. Um, lots of stuff going on. we got football about to start. Um, FedEx Cup. Baseball ongoing. The Braves do snap a five-game skid. My guest today, Tony Stennett, with the MTSU Media Relations Department, is happy about that, as am I. Tony, how are you? Wonderful. How are you, Monty? Doing good, doing good. You know, I tell you what, uh, I have an all-star break. It's been a little tough on our Bravos. Uh, Philly's got, got the best of them in their two series, and then the Mets just just stole their lunch money and beat the crap out of them. Oh yeah, and that you know such a big series, and then it was—I mean, it really was never competitive. The the four out of the five, the starting pitching wasn't very good, and then um, of course the offense wasn't very good, and then the one game, the one game you do win, uh, you're up eight to nothing and have to hang on to your life uh, to win eight to five. But yeah, it was good coming back and getting that win. Uh, last night, but overall, it just seems like the starting pitching hasn't been as consistent, and uh, there's still just been questions at times. I think with the bullpen. Yeah, and you know you get to, and you know I like to bank on the fact that the Mets will choke like they always do, but I think they've got too too much good pitching to go on like a long losing streak, just because I mean. You got Scherzer and Degrom over there, but you got two other good starters. So right, you know it's. I'm uh, like you. I don't. Uh, I think at this point you're just trying to to be that top wild card, so you get to host uh, a first round series. Of course, there's still seven seven games left with the Mets all at home. Um, so you know there's the seven games that you're behind, but that that means winning all of those. And then uh, in between, you know, there's only, what, 30, 35 to 40 games left. So um, I think that it, it's an uphill battle at this point. It's for the biggest reason what you already said is uh, the Mets pitching is just too good to assume you're going to be able to make up seven games in six weeks. And, you know, that's the difference. And, you know, even if they'd, even if they'd gone two and three, I mean, that's a two-game swing. You know, that's, right. that's what made that series so huge. But anyway, that's baseball. Yep, that's exactly right. That's baseball. All right, really what we're going to talk about today is the um, Blue Raider Hall of Fame class. Of course, Tony Purple, yeah. is in charge of 
help putting all that together, uh, uh, succeeding the retired uh, Jim Simpson. Uh, and so, well, Tony, you told us about the process. Let's talk about the athletes um, um, going through, and just I'll let you pick pick them out in the order that you want to go in, and you can tell us a little bit about them, and then we maybe touch on some more things with them. Sure. Um, you know, I guess you start, you know, with uh, Sandy uh, Sandy McMillan was her maiden name, Sandy Neal now. Um, you know, she spent, I believe, 49 years at uh, MTSU between being a player, a coach, a teacher. In fact, she's a uh, professor emeritus in the uh, Health and Human Performance Department over at MTSU, but uh, kind of and, and this isn't why Sandy got in. It's just kind of ironic that it all fell into place this year that this is the 50-year anniversary of Title IX, and Sandy is the first female athlete at MTSU to benefit from that. She, she got the first-ever scholarship, and her story is kind of unique in that I think she's from um, Bradley County, and um, she came here, walked on to play tennis, um, of course, they weren't given scholarships back then, but she walked on and um, started out as number six uh, singles player and number three on doubles team. And by the end of her career, she had uh, ascended to the uh, number one spot and earned, like I said, the first scholarship. So uh, she's kind of a unique story. Then went on to have a really solid coaching career for OVC coach of the year honors, one of the most successful women's tennis coaches in, in the history of the program. Uh, she was the first ever full-time tennis coach at MTSU women. She was also, uh, a lot of people don't know, uh, she was also the first full-time volleyball coach at MTSU, which I think she had uh, done that for two years. So um, after that, after her coaching career, she taught at MTSU in the hypers department um, for a number of years. And like I said, upon retirement, uh, was named Professor Emeritus. But, you know, uh, very, very well-liked, um, I think revered in the community, especially in the tennis community here in uh, Murfreesboro. So um, I, I, she was just overwhelmed, you know, with joy and emotion when we informed her um, but a very, very deserving uh, person. So I, I was so happy for her. But, uh, you know, so I think Sandy is certainly one of the highlights of that class. And as we go through them, another interesting point, uh, of course, there's three females in this six-person induction class, which is the most uh, females we've ever had in one single class. Um, again, that's kind of ironic. In a year that we're honoring the 50-year anniversary of Title IX, throughout the year so um you know next uh well, let's, just let's sticking with the females i guess and go through that hey. is, uh, and i heard you know you talking with coach insult yesterday uh on the show about crystal horton and uh crystal horton of course from here in murfreesboro outstanding player at riverdale uh, and then went on to have a great career at mtsu and you know as you touched on i, I think the remarkable thing that put um, Crystal Horton's numbers in perspective is the people that she played with 
how how incredible they were and the numbers they put up. When you talk about Patrice Holmes, Chrissy Givens, and Amber Holt, and then you add uh, Tia Stovall and Crystal Horton in there, those are you know those are some great players. Three of which are already in the Hall of Fame, and I believe uh, in the future, hopefully, Tia Stovall will find her way there. I, I certainly think she has Hall of Fame numbers. Um, but for Crystal Horton to be in the top ten at MTSU in the all-time scoring list and rebounding, having played with those caliber of players that are in the Hall of Fame, you know, she didn't get all the uh, accolades and attention that they did, but her numbers were just as strong as evidenced by where she falls in in the all-time list. So um, very happy for Crystal. You know, she is one of only two players in uh, Lady Raider history to play in um, – four consecutive NCAA tournaments, winning games in three. And the thing about that is, uh, was so close to winning games in four straight NCAA tournaments her junior year. And I think, Monty, I'm not sure if you were there, but I know you were covering the team at that time. But the one the one NCAA tournament they lost in the first round was Coach Ensel's first year. And they lost to, I believe it was Utah, um, out in Arizona. And and that was a buzzer beater. So uh, Crystal Horton, you know, just uh, exceptional talent, a wonderful person, um, now over at PCA. So uh, we're very excited about her, especially being local. And then uh, – Hey, Tony, real quick, because um, we need to take a break. You know, you know now if somebody gets long-winded on their, on their speech, Crystal has assured that will be taken care of – because I asked her if she thought about her speech yet, and she said no, but it'll be quick and to the point. <laughs> so, and I can believe that. All righty, you're listening to All Sports Talk. Tony Sennett with uh, MTSU Media Relations joining us today. Uh, we'll take a break and be right back. Guys, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month or covered by most health insurance. So if you don't live near a Low T Center or you're just busy and need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy and to get started, only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com to book online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Dr. Craig McCabe, the eye doctor you hear on the radio. So tell us what it was like to go through the cataract surgery. Oh, it wasn't bad at all. There was no soreness, no hurting. They made you feel comfortable. I mean, I can see things that I I couldn't see clearly before. It's absolutely wonderful. I do it again. I love it. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial behind SunTrust Bank. Greetings, friends. This is Lenny Farmer with the Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home in Murfreesboro. If you ever had to deal with the final arrangements of a loved one, funerals are both emotional and financial. You can easily be drained both ways when you least expect it. I can help you in both of these areas by showing you the positive side of prearranging. Locking in your costs for the rest of your life will truly relieve some emotional stress at that time. Call me, won't you, at 615-893-2422. Let's talk. 
Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. Tony Stennett with the MTSU Athletic uh, Media Relations joining us today, talking about the Hall of Fame class. We've mentioned Sandy Neal. Uh, back on Sandy real quick, Tony. I mean, she, she lived the Title IX. She, as you said, she was the first all about Title IX here. Yeah, and touching back before we went to the break, and you had mentioned people long-winded. I thought you were going to, you know, specify me in particular. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, yeah, she's, um, she's a true beneficiary of that. And the thing about Sandy, too, to your point, is you think about all that she has accomplished in her career, both as a player, coach, and then as an educator. And Sandy was starting out doing it at a time when there were not a lot of resources for women. Uh, so early on, you know, I'm sure there were a lot of battles and fights that she had to fight. Um, to be able to do the things that she did and and to accomplish everything that she was able to accomplish. All right, we'll go on to your next one then. All right, we'll go. Uh, the final uh, female in the class is um, Leslie Clark, is the maiden name, Leslie Vance now, and uh, outstanding volleyball player in the most successful era of Lady Raider volleyball. Um, Leslie played in four NCAA tournaments. Uh, was on a team that went to the Sweet 16, you know, the deepest our volleyball team has ever made it. Back-to-back years, they won games in the NCAA tournament. That first year, uh, won in the first round and then came back in the next um, season and upset Louisville in the first round, then beat Hawaii to get to the Sweet 16. Just very instrumental in all of that as a setter the only setter in Lady Raider volleyball history to have over 5,000 assists in a career. 13 years after her uh, graduation, she's still the all-time leader in those categories. So she established numbers that uh, clearly have withstood the test of time to this point um, on some exceptional teams. And, you know, Monty, during that era, uh, they also played some, uh, some very, very good teams. So... Um, Leslie accomplished a lot in her career, and really, there's there's three now. Leslie becoming the third volleyball players in the Hall of Fame. But to my count, I mean, technically there's three, but to me there's really two. Ashley Asbury from uh, Murfreesboro went to Oakland. You know, she went in here a couple years ago, and then now Leslie and Leslie and Ashley were actually teammates. Uh, Priscilla Robinson is the other volleyball player in the Hall of Fame. But I think most people would tell you Priscilla got into the Hall of Fame based on her success in women's basketball. 
she just also happened to play volleyball, so she's included in that. But, um, you know, Leslie will join a very uh, elite group of uh, women in the Hall of Fame when it comes to Lady Raider volleyball. And you mentioned, too, you know, Sweet 16. I mean, you think about that, you know, you go to Sweet 16 in basketball, you know, it's party city, city. everybody's talking about you, you know, maybe volleyball. Obviously, not as much, not as much back then, but I mean that's as, as far as anybody's ever gone. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, obviously, uh, you're not getting the top seed and all that. Although I think in, in that run to the Sweet Sixteen, they were uh, the number three seed, were not a four seed. So, um, you know, during that that time from '06 uh, to '09, Middle Tennessee volleyball was was as good as anybody in the country. All right, well, let's move on. All right, let's uh, go with Don Thomas. Uh, football, Don, you know, OVC Player of the Year, First Team All-American, Associated Press First Team All-American, uh, you know, which really says something. Uh, Don played from 85 to 88, one of the all-time leaders in tackles um, from his linebacker position. Uh, also led the team in interceptions, one of his seasons, so, you know, very active on the defensive side, played for some exceptional uh, Blue Raider teams there in the mid uh, to late 80s. And the interesting thing is, you know, Don burst onto the scene in 85 as a starter, as a freshman, when the Raiders went 11-0 um, and in the regular season and were ranked number one in the country. And the irony of it was um, Don would have been a backup uh, going into that season as a freshman, um, Nick Mathis uh, was uh, the projected starter as a returner. And during fall camp, um, he uh, he went home to Cincinnati uh, when they got a break, and he just never came back. So uh, that was the end of that. And Maybe he saw the writing on the wall. I think so. And, and Don, uh, you know, ascended to that starting position and never let it go. I think he was definitely a Boots Donnelly type player from Fayetteville, just tough, hard-nosed. You know, I was fortunate enough to be a a football manager at that time when Don was playing. You know, I can tell you, as as good a football player as he was, uh, he was just an equally good person uh, and continues to be, to this day, uh, currently principal at, um, at Giles County High School. Don, too, you know, you you know, he's probably one of those guys that has slipped through the cracks over the years. And I know a couple years ago you had another one. I mean, All-American's an All-American, you know. Um, right. Uh, you had another one. I think it was Nathaniel Claybrooks was an All-American. Right, and, just last season. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, Bonnie, to that point, back for, for a number of years, they only put in three Hall of Famers each year. And, I mean, that was for – uh, the better part of a quarter of a century. And, um, you know, my whole argument with all of that was um, it's one thing to only be putting in three a year, but through the years as you started adding women's sports and uh, additional male sports, um, I mean, there's going to be some exceptional athletes get passed over just because of sheer numbers, uh, nothing else. And, I think what happens sometimes is the further you get away from something, um, the easier it is to kind of forget. And um, 
I think one thing we've done with the committee uh, the last, you know, hopefully four to five years is, is really take a strong look back into our past and, and look at people that have been previously nominated that didn't make it and upgrade their bios um, to make sure that the information that's being processed is, you know, I think it's everything's based on errors. So I think you need to look at where those players ranked in Blue Raider history at the time that they left the program. You know, um, now in the case of a Don Thomas, he was one of the all-time leaders in tackles when he left the program and continues to be even today. Uh, same with Nathaniel Claybrooks. So um, totally agree with you. I think any time the word All-American is placed by one's name, um, clearly there's Hall of Fame status to be considered. All right. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll um, again join today by Tony Stennett with the MTSU Athletic Many relations department uh, talking about the upcoming Hall of Fame class. So, I'll tell you what we'll do: we'll take a break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real-time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. Good afternoon. We still see this slow-go traffic to the north on 65. It's been that way, trying to get up through Robertson County from that earlier crash. 40 eastbound at OHB. They're trying to clear up that crash out here in Bellevue. It's got a short delay up through there. Traffic's also increasing on 24 headed out to Murfreesboro. Hey, with a huge demand for dental assistance, Dental Staff School will train you, help you become a dental assistant. Google Dental Staff School. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. I'm meteorologist Ray Miller from News Radio WGNS with a reminder that you can download the Weatherology app on your phone for the forecast at your fingertips. We can even send weather bulletins directly to your phone. Download the Weatherology app today. It's free in the App Store. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Halls Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Halls Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Halls Auto Care. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, 
Think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and today was an off day for Blue Raider football practice, and if you've been awake during the last few hours, you know that was probably a good thing. It was already a scheduled off day, but the rains that hit today around lunchtime uh, would have washed any outdoor activity away for the rest of the day, and they'll have to be sure that uh, the practice fields are uh, dry enough to go tomorrow because a lot of water came down earlier today. Of course, if they can't use the practice field, the uh, artificial surface at Floyd Stadium is always available. Uh, let's talk about the Blue Raider Athletic Association. Their celebration dinner is scheduled for tomorrow night at Nearest Green Distillery down in Shelbyville, and a large crowd is uh, expected to be there. All kinds of RSVPs came in. And uh, the event will, doors will open around 5.30. Dinner will start around 6.30. And you'll have a chance to look around the nearest green distillery, which is uh, really taking shape down there in Bedford County. Hope to see everyone there. Earlier this week, six individuals have been voted onto the Blue Raider Athletic Association Board of Directors. And Dana Womack has been named the BRAA board president. That was announced by MTSU Athletics and the BRAA. Womack takes over for past president Dr. Walter Chitwood, who served as the BRAA president since 2020. The new members elected to the board are Brad Hopkins, Brian Nail, Dewan Buford, Jonathan Harmon, Kristen Keene, and Steve Ruckert. Additionally, David McKnight was named first vice president. Chase Salas named second vice president. And uh, secretary of treasurer uh, was also named. They are joined by ex officio members. Chris Massaro, Director of Athletics, Lee DeLeon, the Deputy Athletic Director, Hans Mailbranch, the Associate AD, Dr. Walter Chitwood, who is the immediate past president, and Sawyer Roberts, who is the president of the Blue Zoo. So the full list of board members are available on GoBlueRaiders.com. Also out of football news, Middle Tennessee head coach Rick Stocks will announce the permanent captains for the Blue Raiders in 2022 earlier this week. Wide receiver Yusuf Ali, quarterback Chase Cunningham, defensive end Jordan Ferguson, and wide receiver Jalen Lane, along with defensive tackle Jacarius Wyatt, were honored as the 17th group of permanent captains in the FBS era at Middle Tennessee. The team voted on the five captains, and Coach Stockstall made the announcement during a team meeting. Uh, it marks Ferguson's third year as a team captain, and it is the first year for Ali, Cunningham, Lane, and Wyatt. Most recently, there, there were two three-time uh, permanent captains. They were Reed Blankenship and Brent Stockstall. So that's pretty good company for Jordan Ferguson to be in. 
Middle Tennessee Fan Day is back and better than ever in 2022 as the Blue Raider football team welcomes fans from across the mid-state to Floyd Stadium to kick off the 22 season on Sunday, August 21st. The free and open to the public event will run from 3 to 5 p.m. on Sunday the 21st with plenty of activities to get the whole family involved, including inflatables, giveaways, free concessions, that includes hot dogs, chips, and drinks, and an autograph session with the 2022 football team. All right, that's it. It's hump day on Wednesday. We're on the downhill slide now for the rest of the week. Give you another update coming tomorrow. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence and service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Welcome to Country Living in Gladeville and staying close to everything. Located on Stewart's Ferry Pike, this custom-built home sits on nine-plus acres and features an open floor plan with two dining areas and a large kitchen. The master suite is spacious with room for a home office, large closets and a bathroom setup with his and her vanities and a shower that never runs out of hot water because of the whole house tankless water heater. All three bedrooms in this home are on the main floor. The bonus room has bonus space for a second home office. In addition to a two-car attached garage, there's a new two-car detached garage, and the home is serviced by high-speed internet and a whole house water softener. You need to see this home in person. Set up a showing through your realtor or call me, Choose Chip, at 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Cody Sennett, NTSU Athletic Media Relations Department, join us today. Talking Hall of Fame. Uh, there's six new members going into it and uh, we've got two more to talk about so it's all yours tony all right let's go with brian peck next baseball um you know brian was a two-year player in uh, 99 and 2000 uh, of course 2000 the last year middle tennessee was in the ohio valley conference uh the blue raiders won that championship brian was so instrumental in that not only offensively but also a very strong defensive player um, and, of course, that year, Middle Tennessee uh, went all the way to the regional final before losing to Clemson. Um, the thing about Brian is, you know, he was just so quiet, and, and but so powerful. And he went about his business. He got his job done. Very humble. Uh, you know, interviewing him after games and stuff would never, never want credit or take credit for the team's success. Um, he was the ultimate team player in a team sport that sometimes relies on individual prowess, you know, and uh, he had a very, very strong arm in the outfield. In fact, Brian came to Middle Tennessee as an infielder, uh, but ended up moving to the outfield and primarily played uh, right field because of his arm. But, you know, uh, in, in the thing that stands out about Brian 
again, a uh, collegiate baseball All-American. Uh, he was only here two years, and his last year was 20, um, or 2000. 22 years later, he is still in the top 10 career list for RBIs, home runs, and doubles. Uh, so that, that kind of gives you an indication of the impact that, that he made in just two years um, with the Blue Raiders. And he was another one that, you know, as was Don Thomas, um, very emotional when he was informed of this. And, uh, you know, what I noticed, Monty, is um, uh, the three that were really just, I mean, brought to tears uh, and, and great emotion were Sandy Neal, Don Thomas, and Brian Pett. And the consistent thing there is all three of those are kind of the ones that had been the most removed from their, their playing careers. And I think what happens, you know, you, if you're a good athlete and, and produce great numbers, you probably think that, um, you know, you probably think you have Hall of Fame status as you leave the program and everything. But as years pass, um, it just kind of slips away, and you probably stop thinking about it or, you know, thinking that day will never come uh, when it finally did, you know, for, for those three in particular. But, um, you know, Brian... Um, a very strong member of the community, works at the uh, fire department in Smyrna, um, lives in the Blackman community, but a tremendous two-year player for Middle Tennessee. He, um, like he said, he was a very versatile guy. He could play third, second. Um, he found a home in the outfield, and as you alluded to, obviously, by what he did in two years, the guy could just flat hit. He was he was going to be on the field somewhere. Yeah, you couldn't uh, avoid that. So uh, the final guy is uh, Kevin Kadaski for uh, men's basketball. And, uh, you know, the irony is um, shortly after we made the announcement uh, about uh, the Hall of Fame class, this year's class, there was someone that made the comment that they were very surprised uh, that Kevin Kadaski was going in. Really nice player team guy, uh, but was he really a Hall of Famer? And, okay, here's what you come back with. Kevin Kanaski played more minutes than any player in the history of Blue Raider basketball. He played hurt. He played injured. He's the all-time leader leader in assists at Middle Tennessee, and he's a member of the Thousand Point Club. All of those things coming in four years under a very, very tough coach to play for in Kermit Davis. So, um, my thinking is if, if you're playing for Kermit and you're good enough to be on that court that much and, and playing through pain, I don't think a lot of people realize um, the injuries that Kevin played through and, and, and stuff like that, uh, a lot of back problems, uh, just a number of different things. But he, he gave of himself for the team. And um, then on top of that, and, and on top of being such a team player, and all of that, his numbers speak for themselves. Like I said, you know, all-time leader in assists. Not only was he a great distributor of the basketball, but also a member of the 1,000-point club and then also one of the top three-point shooters in program history. So a very well-rounded player and, uh, you know, I think uh, a guy that you, you knew you could always count on. You're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take our final break and be right back. 
If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You're not afraid to be fired. <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Boy, will it hurt my pocketbook if I am. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. We still see this slow-go traffic to the north on 65. It's been that way. Trying to get up through Rob- Robertson County from that earlier crash. 40 eastbound at OHB. They're trying to clear up that crash out here in Bellevue. It's got a short delay up through there. Traffic's also increasing on 20. Before headed out to Murfreesboro. Hey, with a huge demand for dental assistance, Dental Staff School will train you, help you become a dental assistant. Google Dental Staff School. I'm Commander Chuck with your on time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. Join the team at Murfreesboro's favorite pizza restaurant. Sir Pizza is now hiring at all three locations. Come by and be part of the team at Sir Pizza. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. I'm joined today by Tony Stennett with the NKSU Media Athletic Media Relations Department. Uh, we just went over the Hall of Fame class uh, for 2022 and Tony, obviously very well-rounded, very well-represented, as you said, but, you know, with all the different sports. Um, now, when is the induction? Uh, Monty, this year we're actually doing it a little different. Uh, it's the weekend of homecoming when we play Western Kentucky. But what we're going to do is we're going to actually do the inductions on uh, Friday night, October 14th, starting at 6 o'clock out there um on the lawn and in, uh, in front of the Hall of Fame, or you know, between the Hall of Fame and the football stadium, uh, we'll have a big tent out there. You know, so weather won't be an issue either way. And um, the reason we decided to do that is we started looking at, you know, a, a lot of these guys that are able to come back. It, this is, you know, in the case of like Kevin Kanaski or Leslie Clark, some of those that are are not from here. This is probably the only weekend that they're able to come back. So the way we have done this in the past is we had the Friday night cocktail reception, which was kind of exclusive to the inductees, um, as well as our current Hall of Famers. Um, then we would do the, the induction on Saturday and all of that. Well, we were just kind of, you know, occupying the whole weekend. So what we're doing now is uh, doing the induction on Friday night, then we will have a reception afterwards there inside the Hall of Fame for the Hall of Famers, their families, uh, our current Hall of Famers, uh, guests, you know, that want to stay and, and reminisce and so forth. And then this also allows us to have our Hall of Famers in the homecoming parade the next morning, which we're very excited about. This will be the first time that has ever happened where we have our entire class uh, together in, in the homecoming parade. And then after the parade, that'll leave them about three hours to either tailgate uh, with their friends or specific teams, 
um, or we will also be having a, a tailgate at the Hall of Fame for them if nothing else is planned. Like, you know, for example, uh, women's basketball may have a tailgate for Crystal Horton and invite her and her family to that tailgate. But if not, uh, we'll be having a tailgate at the Hall of Fame uh, that they're able to come and enjoy and so forth. And then the class will be um, recognized on, on the field um uh, during the football game there in the first half. So um, hopefully going to this Friday night deal will allow them to be more involved in, in the, the football experience of the weekend and have more time to visit with teammates and uh, friends and so forth. Well, that sounds like a, uh, a great weekend for uh, those inductees. And, again, I know they're all excited about that. Um, kind of shifting gears a little bit. Um, you guys got to be pretty slammed over at the office with football about to start. Oh, yeah. I mean, already um, here completed the first week of fall camp. Uh, here in just a matter of, uh, what, two, three weeks uh, will be official, you know, basketball practice will start back up. Uh, not the official start of practice, which will be in October, but those teams will be hitting it. Soccer has already uh, had their first exhibition game last night. Volleyball will have exhibition match uh, later uh, starting next week. So in terms of fall sports, they have either started or are in the heat of practice. But I guess I, I really realized how close we were to everything starting when I heard, I mean, this just jumped up on me, but, you know, you've got your, your, your first uh, football game a week from tomorrow night in high school football. So I know you must have been busy uh, – on your preseason section and all, but I can't believe that's already here. Yeah, that section will be out next Tuesday. And I was thinking, you know, I always do a preview of the games each week, and I was like, wow, that's something i got to write for next week. <laughs> yeah. and I, and I keep saying it over and over. I feel like spring fling just ended. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's amazing. This it, summer uh, went really fast. Last thing I would like to add about this Hall of Fame class that I think Blue Raider fans can be really excited about is five of the six of them, uh, you know, are people who have really given back in the community and educators. You know, Kevin's a, Kevin's a high school coach. Um, Sandy Neal was a coach and a, a teacher. Don Thomas is a coach and now currently principal at Giles County. Brian Peck, uh, a civil servant working for the fire department. You know, you just go right down the list. So, um, I also wanted to mention that. I, I, I just think, you know, and, and I think that stuff that was ingrained in them here at MTSU. It's like, it's like Andy Herzer always says, when you go over a list like that, good character people. That's right. And, uh, you know, as I look back through it, I, 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 can't, I can't think of anybody that's in the Hall of Fame that, that doesn't have great character. And uh, I think that always stands out, too. And, you know, even though we haven't got this class officially inducted yet, that'll, that'll come here in about eight weeks. Um, just looking at the names that were tossed around that didn't make it, I'm already excited about next year and, and, and moving forward with that. So, um, you know, there's hundreds out there, um, and we look forward to, you know, each year getting, getting them into the Hall of Fame. All right, Tony, appreciate you joining us as always, and we'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. All right. Thanks, Ronnie. It's Tony Stennett with the MTSU 
Athletics and Media Relations Department. Join us today. Hey, that'll do it for today. We got the Bravos and the Red Sox coming up. Everybody have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you next time. All Sports Talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm Agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.